How do I look? Like a hood ornament. Hey everybody, welcome to the Underrated Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the films we feel are underrated, underappreciated, or ones that have just slipped on the radar and passed most people by. Today, I'm joined by Ariel Ortiz. Hi. And Fred Torres. Word up. And I am Derek McDuff. Today, we're going to be talking about The Rocketeer, a 1991 film directed by Joe Johnston, based on the comic book character of the same name. The film stars... Billy Campbell, Jennifer Conley, Timothy Dalton, uh, P- Paul Sorvino, and Terry O'Quinn as Howard Hughes. While and the film received... Hmm? Oh, I can't remember. Who played PB? Two? Uh, Alan Arkin? Oh, did I not... Oh, Alan Arkin. How could I forget? Alan Arkin, he's incredible in this. Uh, thank you for reminding me. And uh, the film received mostly favorable, favorable reviews with a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. But it was a box office failure, making only about $46 million worldwide on an estimated $35 to $40 million budget. This was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, but I had not watched it in many years. What do you, you guys, uh, what was your experience with this movie, you guys? So, yeah, for me, um, I hadn't seen it at all as a kid. I, 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 my parents never really introduced it to me. I think they found it kind of more boring i don't know the disney movies um because we are a big disney family so i was you know aware of the movie at least but like yeah my my mom never um really introduced it to me and um so so yeah but i watched it for the first time today and and i really really actually enjoyed it it was like basically a 1940s style movie with 90s like um cinematography basically you know clear and stuff like that but but overall the story was followed like a movie that you would find in the 40s which coincidentally like they were talking about in this movie like because um jennifer Connelly, who does not age at all i might add freaking right should have never cheated on her but um (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah but i mean it was yeah it basically followed the themes of a 1940s movie and um, Jennifer Connelly, like you know, being in this Holly in Hollywood setting and being like an aspiring actress, kind of like it, it was kind of meta in, in that way too. But yeah, for overall, I very much enjoyed it, and yeah, very good performances, and like like we were pointing out, like a plethora of of, of people that are like you know household names right now. Yeah, a lot of really good. Not just like you know, big actors like Jennifer Connelly and like Timothy Dalton, but like really good character actors. You know, like we'd mentioned Alan Arkin and of course Terry O'Quinn, who would go on to be on Lost, and um, even Margot Martindale is in like a smaller role. So a lot of lot of great performances in this. Yeah, no, I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if this part got recorded when I when I was talking earlier, but uh, so when I was young, I uh, I did see this movie, but at the time I was. Uh, I was just a Spanish speaking only kid because that's uh, that's how I was raised. I mean, I'm born here, so I'm American, but I'm, I'm also Mexican. So uh, my parents didn't speak English at the time. And so uh, a lot of my upbringing was just Spanish until maybe like age probably like 11. So when I saw this movie, I think I was transitioning either into English or I still wasn't speaking yet because the movie made no sense. 
like to a Spanish speaker watching it in English, it, it really doesn't make sense. And they didn't have a like translation, like where, you know, where they, they do that, uh, that channel 34 where the guys are talking, but then like, then the voices come out like five minutes later. It was like the shell and Kung Fu movies. <laughs> so, uh, like that um, scene in, uh, was it Home Alone 2 where they're watching uh, um, It's a Wonderful Life in Spanish? Yeah, 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 like that. What? It's like that. And so I was like, so there was no Spanish translation at the time. So when I watched it, I was like, man, what is this weird movie? Like, it's cool when you're a kid and you see a guy strapped to a rocket and he's flying around. So those were awesome. But then the scenes come out of them, like, falling in love. And I didn't realize they were Nazis at the time. Not that I didn't know what Nazis were, but I just didn't realize that's what they were going with. Because obviously, you're hearing it. You know, everything sounds jumbled when it's a different language. To me, so, you're like, to me, that sign was just peace. Uh, uh, upside down peace sign. No, I, I probably didn't. Even, I probably didn't even notice it because I was probably like, "This movie's whack." Like, get back on the jetpack, boy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, like, watching it now that I'm older and I can actually understand the movie, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know necessarily if this is a kids' movie. Like, I don't know if Disney pushed it to, towards kids or or who it was. But as a, more of an adult person, I think the movie's good. I think it has a good storyline. It's got the love. It's got the action. Uh, you know, it's got your your protagonist, your antagonist. It's got everything that you need for a good movie, and you know, uh, it's a it, it's it's just a good movie. I mean, with a plot twist of the, of the Nazis and whatnot, and uh, the actor, I was like, okay, you know, I go, this isn't such a bad movie. Now, if I was a kid, I don't know if I if I would understand it the same. Obviously, because I I would I wouldn't know. I just I mean, I'm just basing it off of what I knew. Uh, that at least a jetpack interested me, but. Now that I'm an older person watching it again, uh, you know, it's it's actually a good movie. Yeah, I'm glad, really like glad you guys liked it. Because, yeah, this was this was my pick. Um, it's a movie that I... It was one of my favorite movies as a kid, and I would just, you know, like, watch it over and over again. And and I think you bring up a good point, Fred, where you're like, oh, is this like a kid's movie? Is it an adult's movie? And I think that might have been why it wasn't super successful at the box office, because Disney didn't really know how to market it. Like, do they put it more towards adults or kids and they've always kind of had like it was marketed in the u.s as like a disney movie but overseas it was like touchstone which is kind of like um, you know what they market as like their older um you know like for older audiences yeah when they don't want to put the disney tag but but yeah i i you know this movie is such kind of like like ariel was saying like an old hollywood like it's old hollywood you know it, yeah. it really recaptures that feel of the kind of like 1930s serials because it's set in 1938 it's very the only movie that i think does the same thing as the Indiana Jones movies, which are kind of like these throwback action serials, whereas mm-hmm. this one's kind of a throwback to like all the old superhero serials that you would see before, uh, like the regular movie, you would see like somebody like, but you know, they're always fighting Nazis, you know, and it's got that really cool, like thirties aesthetic where he, he's got that like really cool fucking helmet. Cause apparently Michael Eisner was trying to like, Oh, just make it like it's regular spaceman suit. But like, it looks so fucking good. And it's one of those movies where, I was really nervous to go back and rewatch it because a lot of the movies that I liked when I was a kid, like I've been rewatching a lot of shit on Disney plus, like I rewatched the old, like 1993 or whenever, um, three Musketeers, the one with Tim Curry's the bad guy. Yes. And I loved that movie when I was a kid, but like, Oh, as a, an adult, I was like, Ooh, this does not. Hey, 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 <laughs> is, 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 is that, is that, is that the one? Is is that the one with uh, uh, Chris O'Donnell? Yes. Chris O'Donnell and Charlie listen, Sheen. Listen, that movie hits so hard, it doesn't matter how old you are, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not I, even going to go there. I, I get it. Because nostalgia let, still hits for me. Oh, no, no, no. It's not even nostalgia. I, I it's just the movie's quote, that good. I could quote I, that movie. 
come not to be young. It, it didn't hold up for me. I loved it when I was a kid, but oh. this one. It, no, and then and then let me tell you the the, the song with with uh, who was it? It was like Rod Stewart. Yes, uh, it's it's Rod Stewart, uh, Sting, and uh, Brian Adams or something. Yeah, dude, it was oh it's the best. We uh, got okay. <laughs> I mean, we're getting off topic, but you know what? Can we put that? Is that underrated? Because let's put that on the list. I want to watch that one again. Or, or you know, like just to watch it. Just, you know, just to watch it. Just, we just we watch it on Disney Plus. Because that's it's yeah. But um, those, those, it, those it really right holds now. up. We need it. We need to close this one right now. Yeah, because that's a banger right there. We could spend three hours on this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's, it has that kind of old serialized vibe to it mm-hmm. that, and you know, it's it's got you know like the villain is basically like an Errol Flynn type, you know, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like the, even the score which by James Horner is this kind of great, like it's like a throwback to kind of like these old classic scores. And you've got like stuff like, you know, the mob, they're the bad guys, but at the end they're like, yeah. you know what? Like we're going to fight the Nazis because they're fucking Nazis. And there's yeah. this great shot where you see like the FBI dude and the mob dude, and they both got the machine gun shooting the Nazis. Mm-hmm. And they kind of like stop and look at each other for a second and just go back and start shooting. I love all of that stuff. I love all the old Hollywood. Like it feels just like, there's nothing cynical in it where it just feels like, Oh, we're just kind of like, you know, we're just kind of like doing this to like do it. It feels like they really did have a love for this kind of old cinema. And interestingly enough, Joe Johnston, I think that's why he was picked to do the first Captain America movie, which I don't think holds up quite as well as this one because it's kind of that same like throwback to like these old kind of serials. But I think this one does a lot better job. You, you know what? Honestly, uh, when I saw this, I, I did I did feel like I was watching Captain America one. Yeah, and I even yeah. thought that I was like I was like, oh, this is old timey. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, it's a good movie. Uh, the, some of the tropes, obviously, maybe maybe it's because you've seen it before, but the whole Nazi thing and things like that, I did see a lot of that coming. I yeah. was like, oh, the bad well, guys are going to become too, good when they guys. go to the, the movie theater and they're like, oh, fight against the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there was some stuff. I mean, it's a, like I said, that doesn't detract from it being a good movie. It's a good movie. It's 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 it, it, it's it's a little cheesy in some of the stuff because obviously it's like like kind of vintage style. In his process, just like you know, there's some cheesy stuff in the in the first Captain America where you you know you've seen it before, you know. Which I think the they're going for, you know, like they're kind of. No, 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 and I'm not, and I'm saying that that's it. It's just I'm just saying it's more like the as the watcher, not that the movie didn't hit what it was supposed to hit. I think that's why it's a good movie. But I'm just saying as audience members, sometimes some of this stuff, depending on the person, you're gonna you're gonna feel some some of that a little bit of, of the nostalgia, maybe a little bit of the cheese, if you would, uh, in, in some of it. Yeah, and I think I. I... I think it like might hold up a little bit more than like uh Captain America First Avenger because mm-hmm. no like keeping in mind the when this was made, like in the nineties, you know, it kinda has that nineties feel in a way of that of that kind of like cheesiness. So I didn't really mind it too much. Mm-hmm. Whereas like maybe Captain America, you kinda like you you know, in the time you weren't in that mindset, you know, it's the two thousands and, and close to tens and like um kind of like okay it felt more dated i guess all right so like with, while watching it now like knowing that this is a 90s movie i was just like impressed by like things that they were doing than than the actual like you know um cheesiness of it you know? look i'll, I'll be yeah, honest I though, the, the effects on it so the yeah. oh the the one thing i was gonna say the the only thing that doesn't hold up it, it's well done but it really made me laugh was anytime the special effects started coming into play yeah, because it's, it's an old movie. It's before yeah, Jurassic Park. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the 90s. Yeah, and I'm not ILM, saying it's, so. 
No, no, I'm not saying they're terrible. I'm just saying yeah. it's just cheesy on the way they did stuff in in the sense of like, so when the fire's gonna engulf the guy. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Like I mean, those those scenes. Look like diehard, like kind of. Yeah, like you see him yeah. like yelling and like ah. Oh, I mean, I'm just I'm just saying some of those are a little cheesy in the sense that it made me laugh more than uh than than I thought I was gonna. I guess. I mean, I was expecting it to be. You know, obviously, it's it's not. You know, it's it's what like ninety one. It's not. Yeah. Two. It's not. You know. Uh, a twenty twenty one. You know, we're we're not. It's the graphics aren't the same, but it's just I don't know. Maybe yep. uh, it just some. It just made me chuckle a little bit. Some of the acting with some of that stuff. It's you know. Yeah, for the time though, I think it looks pretty good. Like it's a little dated now, but I think oh yeah, the it's, time like it's, it's it's definitely like it looks a lot better than a lot of movies that came out that same. Yeah, time. no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's it's terrible. It's just it yeah. just gave me a chuckle in in the sense of like obviously it's not the same as actors nowadays that have done green screen and all kinds of stuff forever and they know what they're gonna do. It's just a little bit of the acting. Just I don't know. It just you look at it and then you kind of you just get a little laugh. I mean, it, but it's still good. I I didn't I you know guy gets engulfed in flames and it still works. I'm like all right. Yeah, so um, I want to go into like um, uh, just the acting overall. Like, I mean, like uh, in the characters, I, I was like very much surprised about like how natural like the the characters were and the acting were, and like, and they just felt a, a lot very real and like in the situation where where you know it's kind of like a it is based on a comic book, you know, um, and um, it just felt like a really really great adaptation and like you know like very grounded and like the story was grounded i was very surprised that like a lot of i did i wasn't expecting all of this to happen like within like two days maybe and yeah they, and it, it's like all this stuff happened but then um but yeah it just like really you know like jennifer Connolly's character like she wasn't like a damsel in distress like and and all that she was very smart and like they didn't like dim her down and like um or you know to kind of make her it, it was like going back to like that 40s style like he it was kind of like a captain hepburn kind of like feel of a character you know like a strong like, yeah. you know like a strong woman but not like overbearing or you know like trying to push that you know agenda or whatever but i mean like it was just like a natural character you know and to this this other you know to the to cliff you know and, yeah i yeah. i really liked that i thought they had a really good chemistry it was a really good love story i think timothy dalton was definitely having some fun being a bad guy because he was james bond at the time and apparently like he didn't love his time as james bond but he just i think he just loved being like this mustache twirling just like evil like secret nazi guy because he was just having a fucking blast and then you've got like the big like monster nazi guy and you know Terry O'Quinn is great as Howard Hughes. Oh, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Before we go, can I? Can we say about the giant Nazi guy? That was the one. If I could say that was the one thing, that the only one thing that I was like, out of everything, that was the weirdest shit in the world, and I don't understand that. I think he was supposed to be like a Nazi experiment. I think is what it was. I think it's. I, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. But I was still like, it was the only one thing out of the whole movie that I was like, you know what? This movie would be more realistic. Like believing if that thing wasn't there, like if they had taken that or made him no, because you could have made him like a big brawny strong guy or something, and I go and it would have worked, you know, someone like just a, just a big dude, you know, I I don't know, not, but just it's just you know what it was, it was a face, it was a face that re- I was okay. like, what the hell? Okay, going on that, do you know what I recognize when I when um with the Goonies started talking? No, oh no, no, I think it was like. Um, the same thing that they used for Dick Tracy. 
the machine. It was, yeah, 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 that's Because it was, you know, that same kind of 30s style yeah. throwback to like there was always like no, in the, the superhero movie movies the there was stuff, it was definitely yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. thing that dick tracy was yeah. trying to do where like you have these kind of like old comic books and movies and yeah. stuff and they've got these kind of I like just, monstrous I, bad yeah. guys i just didn't understand like because i mean everybody else looks so like like real and genuine and that was the only one thing that i was like all right I mean, it's it's in there. It's a part of a movie. Obviously, it's a movie. I can accept it. But I was just like, wow, you know, if you made him look maybe his face just a little bit more realistic, well, could have had I scars, could have had something. I and I was be, like, I would have believed it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, because this is the time of, of Disney where they were, you know, trying to... Weird is weird? Yeah, well, trying mm-hmm. to gain more money. They were, you know, they were, like, on the slumps and stuff like that, barely getting out of their, their slump of the 80s after, mm-hmm. after um, Walt Disney died and stuff like that. But, um... But I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, like if it was like a remastered like mask from Dick Tracy, which happened, uh, which was released a, week, a year before this. So, hmm. I, I mean, mean, I think they were just going for like I had a similar idea, but yeah. I don't think it was like, yeah, but, I mean, of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, he was weird. I, I'm sure <laughs> was gonna put that. That was weird. Mm-hmm. But I just love it. Kind of, he comes back at the end, and like there was so much stuff where he's. He's running and then it's like he's got the cord. There was so much. The script was so smart where there was so much stuff where like little things that you wouldn't think about earlier in the movie would become big things later, like how he's tethered to it or the gum was a big thing. Like you first see the gum, it's kind of just like this thing he sticks on the mm-hmm. back and then yeah, the oh, lucky, it's like oh, it's lucky. leaking and so he puts it on the pack and then he, at the end of the movie he like peels it off the pack and it explodes. But not to get so it's, as a kid, as a kid, I would say that I didn't see that coming. As an adult, I was like, oh, peel the motherfucking gum off. <laughs> That was the one thought I had when I saw him because I was like, "Oh, you put that yeah. gum, and you're gonna give him the pack, peel the gum off, and blow him up." Che- and Chekhov's sure gum, and then yeah, at the end of the movie, he's like, "Here, look, make sure you like how he rolls back." And he's like, "Have some more gum. Don't ever, you know, fly without it." Yeah. So I, there was a lot of stuff like that that I just mm-hmm. thought was a really kind of like smart script, and it's a shorter movie. I think it's like you know, like an hour forty or something like that. It's just kind of like a, you, just a you know, fun, concise I'll, adventure. I'll, yeah, I was gonna say, I'll be honest, that time frame and that and the way the movie is, it makes it perfect. I think yeah. if you go any longer. It felt like it a starts comic to become book, an, an yeah. issue of a comic book, you know? Like yeah. it was like yeah. the first issue of, of Rocket Man of Rocketeer, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. just and the same thing with the flying and everything like that. I think they just did just the right amount of it. They didn't overuse it, they didn't underuse it. It was just it, it feels good. When you see it, it, it feels fast paced, even though it slows down at times, you know, when he's on his date watching the movie, you know, a little it kind of takes a moment to breathe a little bit, but still has enough action within it and stuff going on that that it, it keeps it it keeps it moving kind of fast yeah. and it, it's just it's just right like i said sometimes you can overuse things and you know you could have you could have dragged the story on along with the mafia and those guys but if you did that then it starts to get a little uh tedious because it's just you know it's, it'll just be him running around pretty much yeah it was, so i think i think it worked out yeah it was a perfect balance of of all these different situations mm-hmm. and like you have um cliff and what's going on with him and then you have timothy dalton and then the mobsters and then then they throw in a little bit of the nazi at the end but it's kind of like they resolve the mobsters to bring in the nazis so it's very very balanced yeah that's what i think i i liked about it and why it flowed very well and not becoming like overcumbersome with all these different like um storylines that were intersecting that at the end. Yeah, yeah, no, really, like, everything kind of came together really well, I think. Um, so, do you guys, like, I already kind of mentioned, I think it was 
you know, kind of underrated because, and like people didn't really see it because it was just like they didn't know how to market it. It was, you know, there's kind of a problem Disney had for a long time with like, you know, kind of these Mm -hmm. older PG, PG 13 movies where they don't know how to market them. I think also because it doesn't have. And I think that's what's causing like, I mean, they're, they're afraid to even do that now, you know? With, um, I mean, yeah, like, with, other like, than, like, Pirates like, of the Caribbean, they've had some struggles with that. Yeah, um, but in the in recent time right now, with, with Disney+, Plus, they're, they're, like, worrying about Lizzie, the Lizzie McGuire show being too mature, even though that they should be pertaining to an audience of our age, you know, yeah. like 20s and stuff. I, I, I think but, I think the problem with Disney's always had is is just that, that they've, they've attached the Disney name to being, like, okay for kids yeah wholesome good for kids so it's always been the issue of like oh man can we attach this to this disney now if this movie didn't have disney's name on it uh but was one of their other companies that they you know they they have for the the movies and maybe they marketed it a little bit older to older people Mm -hmm. in the sense of like yes it's a movie you can bring kids but you know it's got this nice story i think it could have done better Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because it's tied to Disney, it, you know, and it, at the time, you know, Disney's going through the stuff, and then it's wholesome kids stuff. You probably do turn some people off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I, I think also a big problem with it was that you know, it's kind of like this old throwback to these 1930s serials, like the Indiana Jones movies, where the Indiana Jones movies have the advantage though of starring Harrison Ford and being directed mm-hmm. by Steven Spielberg, where like nobody knows who Billy, like other than Timothy Dalton, there's nobody in this movie that anybody knows really. Um, yeah, nobody knows who Joe Johnston is. Yeah, the only at the time, I mean, like, even like, now. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I know of, of Billy Campbell is because of this show in the early two thousands called The Forty Four Hundred, where he was on. That oh. I, I like the. Is that that religious show? show? It was a sci-fi No, it's show. like a aliens abduct people or something, right? Oh, okay, it, no, because I was gonna say, isn't that like the Seven Hundred Club? No, no, no. <laughs> no, that's something else. <laughs> yeah, but it was like in the prime of of sci-fi TV where this show came on, and it, or I think it was USA. I think it was sci-fi. Okay, but either or. But I mean, mm-hmm. like, it was, that's the only reason randomly that I know of, of Billy Campbell. I mean, yeah. he's a really mm-hmm. good actor. I mean, he's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was very surprised with Alan Arkin being in there. I was like, he looks yeah. familiar. And then I was like, it, It's the hair. It took me a second to realize yeah. it because he has hair in this movie. Exactly. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, same thing with uh, Daryl Quinn too. It took me a second, but oh, yeah, like yeah. But I mean, right away I was like Howard Hughes. Like <laughs> yeah, the Well, because like when I was a kid, I didn't know who the hell Howard Hughes was, but like it was cool like watching mm-hmm. it now. You know, like oh cool, that's Howard Hughes. All this playing stuff. That's really awesome yeah, how they worked and, like, in. How they how they it just added that kind of like you could call it an Easter egg of like this him about to build the Spruce Goose. Yeah. So it in does my fly. head, I'm like yeah. So yeah, in my head, I'm like. Right before he went crazy, okay. Because <laughs> yeah. okay. then he says like it flies, and so you, I don't know. It's 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 good. It's it's yeah. You guys are right. You know that it does it does uh, hit nostalgia points yeah. very well. Yeah. And I think oh, it's yeah. kind of developed a like a little bit of a cult following mm-hmm. um, in recent years because they were supposed to be like this big this franchise for Disney. There was there's plans to make sequels and stuff, which never mm-hmm. happened once it didn't make money, but. Actually, recently there's like it's a Disney Junior show. I just found this out like today that oh, they yeah, yeah. they made a they made like it's so popular today like like cult, cult at least what well, cult wise that they made they're making a TV show for kids that you know were were born 25 yeah, years after is. it aired 
Yeah, it started in November. So, like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the staying true. power. While this movie isn't super popular, like, there's still people that just like love, love, love it. And I would definitely include myself. I'm glad you guys were able to watch it in, you know, for the first time in different degrees. Um, Fred for the first time in English, and Ariel just for yeah. the first time in general. And you guys were able to enjoy it because I think it, no subtitles. it has a classic feel. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think um, I think now it's it's more it's a it's a property and, and an idea that's may, might be more um, accept not acceptable but accepted. I mean, of, you know, with the, the comic and, book, you know, yeah, the, the new the new comic book age that we're in right now, where the comic book movies, where I could see him being more accepted. I mean, come on, let's be real. Like, uh, if this movie didn't work because of the uh, maybe adult more adult concepts, there's a there's a also an easy way where you can flip it, just like you know, like they're doing the cartoon, where you could probably make it more exciting for kids. Because what's not exciting about being a kid and thinking about strapping a jetpack on yourself and flying through the skies? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean who, who who doesn't think you know that's cool, especially with a helmet going through? You know, it's it's one of those things. It's almost like being Superman, but you know, not really. And I think you know, superhero oh, movies at the time were okay. like. Oh, I, okay. I'm looking at at the IMDb, and it's basically yeah, it's it sounds so for the cartoon. It's mm-hmm. basically super cute. Of a, a girl inherits the persona of the Rocketeer, and with the help of her gadget building friend, they tackle epic uh, adventures but but guess what billy campbell is the come came back as dave seacord the original rocketeer nice oh that's Fred, cool. you should put it on for your kids and tell us what they think no uh, they're probably not gonna watch it <laughs> uh maybe my youngest might yeah if i can get her to sit down and watch it but the older guys are they're into like uh way hard more hardcore shit now but like what i was gonna say is um Sorry. that it at the, no words, at the time i think that superhero movies like now superhero movies are like fucking everywhere like they're huge like this does kind of have like it feels almost like a precursor to marvel whereas mm-hmm. like at the time really there were the only really big superhero movie was the tim burton <laughs> batman movies which were like so the opposite they're just like dark and brooding and oh tim what burton about the superman weird. movies well that was like 10 years before this and like like uh they were in the seven or 20 years they were like in the 70s the Christopher the Reeve ones were like the shit. Yeah, even when I watched them, even when yeah. I watched them as a little kid and couldn't understand, I mean, I'll be real. They were so fucking bad. good. They were so fucking good. But yeah, like by this time, like really, the super Superman movies had there hadn't been a good one in fifteen years. Um, the band, like people thought, superheroes needed to be dark and brooding, and I don't think the the market was right for it. But I think you know today there is a lot more appreciation for movies that's like right. this. right and you know where i think it all started changing was when uh george Clooney wore the batman suit and had the nipples on it i think that's where <laughs> that, that was i think that was a turning point wait what what why would no joel schumacher we owe you one i thought i think that's where I, I think that's where everybody said hey you know what i think we should give these guys a chance alan's not here to defend his boys <laughs> Well, I know he would. He would agree with me. He would be like, "Dude, the nipples, like him and uh, didn't uh, didn't Robin also have? Yeah, Robin yeah. also had nipples. I yeah, it, I think that it was a Val Kilmer one. They even had it. Yeah. Oh, Val see, Kilmer it started because that's when Schumacher. Yeah. Okay, there you go. See that it's 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 there was a free of the nipple movement on the bat suit, and people loved it, and that's why today uh, we have more superhero movies. Thank you, uh, nipple Batman suits. <laughs> Well, guys, any uh, final thoughts before we wrap this one up? Um, but, just, yeah, just yeah, go give it a shot. It's definitely worth one to look into, especially mm-hmm. if you want it to gain a nostalgia feeling for old Hollywood. 
And um yeah, no, I mean, especially now that most people probably have Disney Plus for like The Mandalorian or, you know, uh, whether you got kids and you they're all binging whatever Disney Plus or, I mean, uh, Disney Junior or whatever other shows they're watching. I mean, it's there where you get a free chance. Pull up some popcorn, sit on the couch, yeah, um, pull it up and just give yourself, a, give yourself a, 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 you know, a good hour and a half and, and it goes by quick. Yeah, I think we'd all recommend it. Yeah, yeah, de- right, definitely rec- recommend yep. for us. Yeah, um, well, thank you, everyone out there, for listening. Uh, do us a favor and hit subscribe on your podcasting app of choice to hear new episodes whenever they come out. Um, and give us a rating and review, uh, preferably five tar- stars uh, on iTunes would really help our show get noticed. Um, once again, we are the Undercast Company, made up of Ariel and uh, Sergio, her brother, who's not here today with us. Uh, we've got Fred and then Alan, who's also had to sit this one out, uh, Torres. And once again, I'm Derek McDuff. You can check out some other stuff we're doing, including Ariel does some stuff with DC and cons on Nerd Incorporated. I and Ariel also have another podcast, Infinity Stones and Dragon Bones. And Fred and uh, Alan do have some stuff on called District 6. Uh, So check all that stuff out if you guys have a chance. Or just follow us on Instagram. And uh, thank you guys all again for listening. And we'll see you in another life. Well, everybody.